Well, today I want to uh, talk about uh, just the Christmas story in a very brief way by looking through the lens of the image of a shepherd. You know, Jesus was born uh, and was given good news. The very first people that were given good news to were the shepherds. And the shepherds were the first ones to then spread the good news of Jesus uh, to others. And this seems quite fitting because later on in Jesus' life, uh, he actually took on the name or he claimed to be the good shepherd for all of humanity. Now, the reason this is important is because often when people think of God, they often think of kind of someone who's distant or far away, that there isn't a close kind of personal relationship. We think about religion in such a way in which it has to do with doctrine or rules and regulations and rituals that we have to follow. But God is not some distant being, but God actually is very personal and close. And it kind of leads to our big idea this morning and what I want to focus on in this image of a shepherd. And uh, it's this idea right here, that God cares for you and wants a personal relationship with you. And if you want, in your program, there's a place you can fill that in, or on our app, or you don't have to do it if you don't want to either. But this is going to be kind of what I want to talk about uh, for a few moments, is how God cares for you, and He wants a personal relationship with you. You know, the relationship that Jesus would use to define the kind of relationship that God wants to have with you is that of a shepherd and a sheep. In fact, the Bible talks about sheep more than any other animal in the Bible. The Bible mentions cattle 131 times, uh, dogs 41 times, and eagles 26 times. Do you know how many times uh, cats are referred to in the Bible? Zero. Zilch. Nada. Cats are not in the Bible. You can look it up. And what that means, basically, is cats are a mistake. Um, now, if you're a cat lover, don't send me a whole bunch of e uh, horrible emails, okay? Um, just a joke, just a joke. But sheep and shepherds are actually mentioned 500 times because they tell us something that is really deep about the human condition. That sheep need a shepherd. Sheep need a shepherd. But there's no such thing as a wild sheep. Sheep actually need guidance. But sheep tend to make very, very bad decisions. And we're kind of the same way. That's what the prophet Isaiah said when he said these words. All we like sheep have gone, what's the next word? Astray. We've all gone astray. We're the same way. A few years ago in eastern Turkey, there was a village that had a flock of sheep. And uh, the problem was the shepherd had left them, so they were all by themselves. And so when the lead sheep came towards a cliff and jumped off of it, guess what all the other sheep did? Yeah, they all jumped off too. They all died to their death because they were following the lead sheep, because there wasn't a shepherd. Now, you would have thought they would have talked in sheep talk, something like this. 
at least one of them would have thought, I don't know what this is. Everybody keeps running all the way and plunging to their death. Maybe I should not be mindless about this and actually think about not doing this myself over the edge. But sheep folks don't think this way. They just think, well, Sally went over the edge and, you know, Penny went over the edge and Pete went over the edge. I guess I'll go too. I mean, it sounds like a bad idea, but I'll do it. I really thought that was going to bomb, but uh, thank you for helping me out there. Well, folks, the truth is we're the same exact way. We live overstressed, hurried, exhausted, no-margin kind of lives. We think everybody else is going to live this way. So we're like, hey, we'll do it too. And I'll go and I'll be a slave to other people of what they think about me. I'll flirt with temptation or addiction, even though that I know it will harm me. I'll neglect God and neglect what matters to Him. I'll just go over the cliff. I'll follow what people are doing around me. Now, when Jesus grew up, He knew all of this about humans, and this is what we're told in the Bible that He said. When Jesus saw the crowds, He had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a what? Without a shepherd. Folks, everybody... Every single person in this auditorium today needs a shepherd. It stings our pride, and we don't like it, but the reality is we need a shepherd. And your shepherd is whomever or whatever you place the greatest amount of trust in your life. Your shepherd is whomever or whatever you're counting on, or that you can take care of, or watch you, or protect you, or guide you in any way. My job is my shepherd. My 401k is my shepherd. Other people and what they think, that's my shepherd. Alcohol is my shepherd. Drugs is my shepherd. A relationship is my shepherd. Success is my shepherd. We all have a shepherd, so you better choose your shepherd wisely. Because when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and you will and I will, your job, your money, your success will not shepherd you. Now, here's the good news. If you want, you can choose to have Jesus as your shepherd today. Jesus would say these words. He said, I am the good shepherd. You might have heard of this kind of concept of a good shepherd before when you uh, saw maybe a hospital and it says good shepherd hospital or a school or a church or something else. That's where this term comes from, that Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is real and He cares for you. He watches over you and guides you when you choose to have a relationship with Him and He wants to be your ever present friend. Now, this doesn't mean that you're not ever going to have any bad things that happen to you. It just means that whatever bad happens, that you will never have to face that bad thing by yourself. 
Jesus talks about this in a very personal kind of way. Here's what Jesus says. The sheep listen to His, that is, the shepherd's voice. He calls His own sheep by name and leads them out. When He has brought out all His own, He goes on ahead of them, and His sheep follow Him because they know His voice. But they will never follow a... What's the next word? Never follow a stranger. Now, sometimes when I read the Bible, it makes me have some questions. Sometimes even some doubts. It's okay for you to have questions and doubts about Scripture. And one of the questions that I have had is, do the sheep really know a shepherd's voice? I mean, I always thought that the main thing that the shepherd had was a staff where he kind of beat the sheep into obedience. Whatever they needed to have done, he used that staff. But I've been reading some research lately about sheep and shepherds. That's what I do in my spare time because, you know, I, I only preach once a week and basically two hours, so I have a lot of free time on my hands. And so I did some research, and I actually even found a video where they did an experiment where they took three strangers and one real shepherd, and they all said the exact same words that the shepherd said, and then look what happens when the three strangers say it, and then when the shepherd does. The video will come on the side screen. Look at them, look at them. when the shepherd calls, they all come together. And if you want, you can look it on YouTube. But all the sheep come to the shepherd. Three strangers say exactly the same thing and they never come. And here's the point, folks. Sheep come to know and to trust and to follow their shepherd's voice. And you can do that with Jesus as well. You can learn to know His voice. One way is by taking this book called the Bible and actually opening it up and reading it regularly. There's one way that God reveals His voice is when you read His words. And as you read His book, you can actually learn to come to know His voice. A second way you can do that is through prayer. Prayer is a way in which you simply talk to God and He talks back to you, where you ask Him to strengthen you where you ask Him to help you with what's going on in your heart, that you surrender your will to His, and you simply say, your will be done, and you will be able to come to know His voice as you listen to it. 
And when you do something wrong, and we all will, including myself, probably on Christmas Day, you won't make 100%. Okay, folks? It's going to happen. You simply confess it to Him freely, and you ask Him to forgive you. You just ask Him, Lord, uh, you know, how can I make amends with this relationship because I got mad because they burnt this food or they didn't bring the right food or they stayed at my house too long or whatever it is that's going to happen in the next couple days. Or they hit my kid or my kid hit their kid, whatever. And you ask him, hey, can you help me to do that? And he'll give you words to do that. And you do it. And you begin to come to know his voice. Just ask Him, Lord, how can I make amends to whoever that is? But God doesn't want you to simply know His voice. He also wants you to know how much He cares about you and how much He is incredibly in love with you. Jesus made this very personal when He said, I'm the Good Shepherd and the sheep know Me by name. Now my two daughters have uh, guinea pigs. Uh, there they are, right there. And uh, they're rats, really, but um, we've learned to call them guinea pigs. And uh, they actually do have names. One of their names is uh, Cookie Dough, and the other one is named Niblets. They actually have stockings that we put up on the fireplace. I lost my man card when that happened, you know. Well, folks, when you love animals, whether it's a dog or a cat or guinea pigs, you don't just go to them and go, hey, you! You actually give them a name. Now, when Jesus said, I call you by name, it means that He knows you individually. It's not that God so loved the world, but God loved Penny and God loved Peter and God loved Sally and God loved Sam and God loves... Every single person. He loved each one of us. Your body, your temperament, whether you're a thinker or whether you're a feeler, whether you're an extrovert or whether you're an introvert, whether you're coordinated or you stumble a lot clumsily, whether you're tall or whether you're short, whether you're spontaneous or you're a list maker, whether you're prone to uh, anxiety or depression or divorce or addiction, or you're filled with doubts, God is not neutral when it comes to you. God is not distant from you. God loves you very, very much, and He cares for you, and He wants a personal relationship. You know, even human beings have this tendency to stay attached to the things that we make. A guy may make a a woodworking item and they hold on to it. A a woman may make, uh, you know, something out of cloth and they hold on to it. My wife Jennifer and I, we made these two people. (laughs) And those are my uh, two daughters, Jordan and Shiloh. And uh, we love them to death, but sometimes they drive us crazy. But we don't stop using their names. And we love them very much. And if you were to go to our house and you were to look at our refrigerator, you would see their pictures up on it all over the place. And this is the truth about every person in this auditorium. Your picture is on God's refrigerator. And He is head over heels in love with each of you. 
And do you know just how much God loves you? This much, Jesus said. He said, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus did this for the people that He loved. Jesus died on a cross and in the depths of God's sacrificial love for the forgiveness of your sins and my sins to give us all a fresh start and to give us a hope for a resurrected life beyond this life. Now you may think to yourself, if you're here today, you might say, well, I'm not a religious person. I mean, honestly, the only reason I even came is because my wife forced me to. Or the reason I came today is because my husband did. Or I became because it's a family thing and, well, we had to go. But I want you to know that if you're a religious person, you need to know that Jesus actually has a special place in which He wants to care for you. He especially cares for you. In fact, Jesus said this. He said, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock, and there shall be one shepherd. Maybe you're a person who's here today, and maybe you're one of those sheep who says, you know, I mean, I've gone to church before. I've given it a try. I just don't like it. And I don't think I belong in this pen. Well, let me give you a little secret. Sometimes I don't like it either. And I actually work for a church. You see, folks, Jesus came for this group of people called the Israelites who thought of themselves as God's chosen people. But He also came for other sheep as well. Gentiles were the name of who these people were. They were non-Jewish people. They were rebellious, they were skeptical, they were sinners, they were atheists, they were mockers. And he said, I come for these sheep as well. And yet this man, Jesus, is somehow strangely compelling to all of us even 2,000 years later. So today, I want to invite you to make Jesus your shepherd. And here's how you do it. First of all, you place Him in charge of your life. And you ask Him to forgive you of the ways that you've messed up, whatever those are. And you tell Him from now on, hey, my intention, to the best of my ability, what I really want to try to do is to be underneath your care. And then you begin to follow Him every day. And you get into a little flock, maybe here at the jar at another church. And if you do this, if you make Him your shepherd, Jesus promises these words. Here's His promise. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And you will be with God forever, not only in this world, but in the world to come. And this is what it means, folks, to give your life to the Good Shepherd. Let's pray. God, thank You so much for sending Your one and only Son from heaven to earth to show us 
how much he loves us and cares for us and wants a personal relationship with us. Thank you for allowing Jesus to not be distant, but to be close, as close as a shepherd is to sheep, and that he becomes our good shepherd. And maybe you're sitting here today, and you've listened to everything, and you're like, hey, you know what? I think I'm the black sheep in my family. Or I am the black sheep in my family. Everybody knows that. Or that you've been a bad sheep, maybe, in your past. That there's no way, because of what you've done in your past, that a good shepherd would want to have anything to do with you. Or maybe at one time, you were following the good shepherd, and then you just kind of drifted away. And you're not sure if he would ever invite you back into a relationship with him. And God, I pray right now for everyone in this auditorium that you would show them your love and that you have always loved them on their best day and on their worst day and every day in between. Because the Good Shepherd longs to forgive and to love His sheep. And so today, if you're ready to say, you know what, I I have drifted away from the Shepherd or you know what, I'm, I'm ready to allow Him to guide my life because the truth is there are so many times in which I just jump off of cliffs and then I'm dealt with all of this mess and I just haven't given you that opportunity. And so if you're ready to say today to be able to say, I want Jesus in my life. I want your forgiveness. I want your love. I want you to be my good shepherd. I want the assurance of heaven. I want the plans that you have for me. I invite you to simply pray this prayer with me. And I'll simply ask you to kind of repeat it after me. But here at the jar, we never pray alone. We always pray together in community. And so you're not there by yourself, but you have other sheep who aren't perfect, but who love the Good Shepherd and long for you to have that same relationship. And if you're ready to make that commitment today, I simply invite you to repeat after me. God, thank you for sending Jesus from heaven to earth to be my Good Shepherd. Jesus, forgive me. Make me brand new. I believe you died and rose again so I could live with you. Fill me with your spirit so I could know you, serve you, and follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.